And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, October 9th. We are recording before the Celtics preseason game. We are going to react to that game in this episode, but some editing magic. We're going to go over to it, but we are here to talk Celtics stuff. We are ready to rumble. We are pressed up against the clock because we have our kind of game. Ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're rushing through. We have our pregame show in an hour from now, which if you're new to the channel, we do pregame streams before every single Celtics game, 30 minutes before the game on the last YouTube channel. Was fire. Check it out. A lot of people tuned in last night. Hopefully, a lot of people tuned in tonight. And also, might as well plug this now. If you're interested in watching Celtics games with us and you like the content, follow us on Playback. Playback.com slash How About Them Celtics or just search How About Them Celtics on Playback. We are there. I think one of the issues is you need to put the apostrophe in the bout or else it doesn't show up. So oh. it's kind of weird. Yeah, I tried to search it and then I had to add the history, but just, maybe that's why. Yeah, playback.com slash how about them Celtics. There's no apostrophe in the URL. So check us out there if you want to watch games with us. Uh, but yeah, do, do we want to throw it over to the Celtics Knicks preseason game reaction now and lead with that and then get into everything else after that? Yeah, let's toss it to the fellas. All right, we'll check it out. Uh, yeah, here's us in like two hours, three hours, four. Here's us later. <laughs> I'll probably be hella tired. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, past Jack and Sam, for throwing it over. We have watched the Celtics-Knicks game now. It is 10-18 on Monday, October 9th. And uh, the Celtics did not beat the New York Knicks, but they also rolled out the the fellas. They started, they what was it starting about? Peyton Pritchard, Delano Banton, Lamar, no. Peyton yes. Pritchard, no, no Lamar O'Shea. Stevens didn't start. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard, Delano Banton, O'Shea Brissett, uh, Luke Cornett, and Sam Hauser got the start against the Knicks. Uh, who Your mic. Start their main guys. Sorry, my mic is so used to going up and down because of the playback. Uh, no, it was like for what two seconds. People, okay. can, yeah, people, people can roll through it. <clears throat> Come on, you guys get the most of us during the podcast. Uh, the Knicks did start their starters, but they only played them for like five to ten minutes. Um, some of their top bench guys got some run like quickly, but <clears throat> excuse me, for the most part, it was. Just the bench versus the bench. Uh, the Celtics rested most of their main guys. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White, Al Horford, Chris Porzingis, Drew Holiday all did not the play. The entire in this top one. six. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Did not play uh, in this one. Jay Scrub also listed as a DNP, unfortunately, in the Coach box score. Decision. <clears throat> Poor guy. Um, yeah. Let me share the box score, though, just while we talk about it. And then we can go over some of the highlights. Um, what will probably be the title of this video uh, is what are we what are we rocking with? Who who do we think of the main points? This is how we'll decide the title of the, the, uh, the um, Svee. Svee was a highlight. I think Banton was really good too. Let let's start with Svee, then go to Banton, then we can talk about the rest. Svee Mikhailu okay. came off the bench for the Boston Celtics in this one. Twenty five minutes, thirty six, um, fifteen points, three rebounds, one assist, five and nine from the field, three seven from deep. The most interesting part about Svee to me was not his shot. But it was everything else he could do in addition to his shooting, right? He shot three or seven, which is fine, but it's not great. But he was great with the ball in his hands. He made a couple nice decisions, right? Like he he looked like an adept playmaker. And he's athletic as shit, right? He had that one alley oop and then he had a putback. Like he can get up. Yep. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that differentiates him from Sam Hauser. I tweeted it. I said Sam Hauser is a little bit bigger and a little bit better on defense and, and just overall is better at defense, especially in the Celtics system. Whereas Steve Mikhailo is a little bit more comfortable with the ball in his hands. It's a ball handler, um, can run the pick and roll probably a little better as a ball handler, which is important. 
for a Celtics team that could lack some of that off the bench. Uh, and then is also just super athletic and can get up there. So I, I was really encouraged by what we saw from Svi in this one. Yeah, I thought he looked really good off the bench. I think this spells disaster for Sam Hauser, who is now two of 15 from three in the preseason so far. He does not look very yeah. good. The shot is not there when it's really the only thing you're doing. Kind of tough when they're not falling. So I wouldn't be shocked if we have a real competition for that wing spot off the bench. Now it's something we talked about quite a bit throughout the summer as they started to assemble their new roster and free agency. Who's going to eat up all these minutes when Tatum and Brown are in the game? Might be O'Shea yeah. Brissett, who's been pretty solid. He was over four from three. But aside from that, he's he's been pretty impactful. He's on the glass, five rebounds. He made all of his field goals inside the arc. Like He looks pretty solid. I think Brissett's been fine. Uh, again, Svi Mikhailu in his debut looked great. 15 points off the bench, five of nine shooting, three of seven. He was scorching hot in the first half, and he was not afraid to shoot. He was yeah. pulling right away first shot, slams off the backboard after that. Found his footing quite a bit, and he was an impact player. Plus four off the bench, one of three guys with a positive plus minus. Four guys, five guys, five guys. Some of them did not play very long, though, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, he was the only lot of minutes guy to be a positive plus minus. So we'll phrase it that way. Or one of Lamar them. Stevens um, plus one. Yeah, Lamar Stevens and, and Nimi, I suppose. But um Svee was good I, I thought he looked encouraging Delano Banton was another guy who was really encouraging his efficiency wasn't really there he shot eight of 50, eight of excuse me eight of 19 from the field 42 percent and one of five from three which is 20 percent uh and I believe that three was a bank in three so <clears throat> Delano Bank sure was in the playback uh but he finished with 20 points three three from the free throw line two rebounds two assists he looked good on the offensive end as a ball handler <clears throat> I know you liked him in the pick and roll a lot you talked about it on the playback um, and then on the defensive end, I thought he was super encouraging too. He's just really long and he can get in the way and interrupt things on that side of the floor. So I thought Banton was intriguing. He's been a lot more interesting than I thought he would be after we saw him play in summer league. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, he spent a lot of times the ball hander in the pick and roll and he only turned the ball over once only had two assists, but his scoring was pretty solid. If he could finish mm -hmm. around the rim specifically tonight, he would have had a great game and he still kind of did. 20 points as a starter isn't bad. He was a minus 17. The shooting wasn't atrocious. It wasn't great. But again, as the pick and roll ball handler, it was a pretty interesting look. He's long. Yeah. He was able to get to the rim. If he could finish those attempts, he must be looking layups. really, really scary yeah. off the bench for the Celtics. He could be somebody that could control a game a bit, even though I don't think the problem is. I don't think if he's in a game, a real game, he's ever going to have an opportunity to run a pick and roll as the ball handler. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not going to be no. him. No. Uh, you know who will though? Peyton Pritchard, who was once again, fucking awesome in this game. 21 points, three rebounds, five assists, three steals, seven of 15 from the field, 47%, <clears throat> roughly in four of 11 from three, 36%. He looked super, super comfortable again in this game against the Knicks after dominating, um, against the Sixers the other night as much as his scoring was great. And again, he looks super confident in that area. His playmaking again was really good. Like he looks very comfortable. Like you said about band running the pick and roll, setting guys up, 
getting guys in their right spots. And that's going to be useful for a Celtics team with only two real point guards uh, in the main rotation. Having him as another guy who can comfortably run the offense is huge. And after his extension, I feel like he could get a lot more opportunities and he's proving that he is worthy of those through the first two preseason games. Yeah. I'm excited to see the regular season roll around Pritchard to come off the bench, be a spark for the Celtics. He's proving he's got the confidence. He's efficient enough. 7 of 15 isn't bad, especially for an undersized guard, if you will, in today's league. He was just running things. He was the guy for the Celtics. He was a minus 12, but he led them in scoring. And the stat line was impressive. Three turnovers, you kind of want to see that cut down a bit. But I don't think he's going to be as uh, much of a focus for defenses when the regular season comes around. I'm pumped. I'm so happy with what they've gotten from Pritchard in these first two games. This was a solid follow-up to the Sunday game where he was on fire. Wasn't exactly as perfect as that, but still it proved he could have a game where he wasn't making every single shot he took and was still efficient. Took about the same amount of shots, scored a few less points, but he still assumed the same role. Yeah. Yeah. Pritchard looked really good. He looked really impressive. Uh, excuse me in this one. Lamar Stevens also got some extended run five of 12 from the field, 42%, one of five from deep 20%, uh, finished with 11 points, eight boards, three of those on the offensive end, uh, an assistant a steal as well. He looked good. You want the shot to be there. His jump shot is something, uh, not the best three point jump shot. He is much no. more comfortable and much more apt to drive closeouts get to that mid-range spot he loves the turnaround midi or just the fadeaway midi and he's good at them he'll he'll make them uh, he likes getting to the rim too great on the boards he he did a lot of the little things crashing the offensive glass you know making cuts being in the right spot uh being the sort of the secondary guy getting the ball getting it to somebody who would then get the pass sort of being in the flow of the offense but not getting any of the stats that come with it he looked comfortable he looks like a guy you want on the roster for sure you just want to see that three-point shot come around a bit more that three-pointer comes around, he's going to be a real piece on this Celtics team. It's insane that he's not on a real contract yet. He's on a training camp deal. He's playing the bulk of the minutes off the bench, which is a good sign going forward. I think that means they're going to end up keeping him around. That's good news for me. It's good news for you. It's something we both wanted to see. 11 points, 8 rebounds, flirting with a double-double. And he was efficient inside the arc. What was that? He missed four threes, so only missed three inside, 5-8 from two. It's pretty mm -hmm. solid. I, I like the way he plays. He's aggressive on defense. He was a dog in the first half. He was dogging guys, chasing him around, hounding him on defense. He's on the glass. He's just intense. I think he is exactly what he said he was when he was talking to reporters last week, talking about he wanted to come to the Celtics because of the winning culture. He wants to give the defensive energy, the intensity, bring that identity and help it roll over despite the change in personnel. I love that. And he's done yeah. nothing but that so far. He's he's earned the respect of me. He's earned the respect of you. Or or perhaps validated that respect because he kind of already had it. We were pumped for him. <laughs> but hopefully yeah. other people are seeing this and they're like, yes, we want that guy around. And he's proving to be a, a versatile guy in ways that they can use him. He's playing, he's playing big. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. No, he, he's big. He's big. I mean, I said it. After the Sixers game, I said it now. I'm going to ask Joe about it in practice the first chance I get if it continues happening. Lamar yeah. Stevens is guarding centers at times. Like, he, they're putting him against seven-footers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's holding his own. I wonder if he is going to sort of play that role that Grant wants played. Uh, and I think that'll be an intriguing little, like, niche thing to watch throughout the season. Uh, speaking of centers, Nemes Keita made his debut for the Celtics on a two-way deal. Uh, all of Portugal loves this man with all their hearts. Every time I tweet about him, 
<clears throat> the entirety of Portuguese basketball Twitter just floods my my mentions and my likes and I love it. They love him. He he's literally their like their guy, right? Luca is to Slovenia as Nemius Keita is to Portugal. He's the only Portuguese born basketball player to ever play in an NBA game. You look at basketball reference, you look at players from Portugal. It's Nimi's Keda. That's it. <laughs> so just him by himself. It's just him. Uh, he played all right. Seven points, four rebounds. All of them on the offensive end. Uh, three of five from the field. He is big. That, that is the takeaway sure for me. Uh, he is a big, big dude. He did run into some foul trouble. Five personal fouls in this one. Got a little bit in of the Tice whistle minutes. at times. Uh, yeah, got, got the Tice whistle at times, but he just needs to be better at sort of being in the right spot at the right time, getting there before the play. So he doesn't get called for those. I will say though, he, as much as he is big and as much as he was great at crashing the glass, he had that nice uh, rebound and put back to get, I think it was an and one at the end of the first quarter or maybe the end of the second quarter. Um, he had a big and one first. Yeah. Quarter. End of the first quarter, um, which was good. He like grunted when he was like, Oh, and he grabbed it. You get it over the broadcast. Um, as much as he was solid in those spots and looked all right in the paint. He was surprisingly quick when guarding guys on the perimeter. Too. Yes. Like that was something that I noticed. Um, and I know you did too, because we talked about it on the stream, but they tried targeting the right. switch and it ended yeah. up being a turnover for the Knicks because they didn't know what to do when they couldn't get around him and they threw it away mm -hmm. to Pritchard. Nimi was awesome. I loved him. I think this spells just like for Sam Hauser with Mikhailu balling out a little bit of hot seat for Luke Cornett, who through two preseason <laughs> games, hasn't been the best. He hasn't been terrible. I don't, I'm not trying to hate on him. I'm not because I like Luke Cornett. I think he was good for the Celtics last year. I think he filled a need for them as they battled their way back to the playoffs through the regular season. But he was minus 12 yesterday against Philly, minus 10 again today against the Knicks. Meanwhile, Kata plus nine off the bench, team high in plus minus. And he was all over the offensive glass. He was hustling. He was doing what all of us get excited for creating those second chance points, but just something I think the Celtics could benefit from. And in a backup role, I think that's the kind of energy you need off the bench. How great is it to bring in a guy that's going to get you extra possessions while Chris Dobbs or Al Horford is resting instead of bringing in Cornette who does fine, but he's just there to not be the absolute worst. Well, it feels <laughs> like Kata might even be able to give you something if he's not fouling people. Yeah. I still think Luke Cornett is better because he's been around. He fits the system. And he plays his role well, um, and, and he's not as foul prone. Like he just seems more comfortable. But you could definitely see the raw talent with Nemius making a play for it. He is still on a two way deal though. Uh, quickly bouncing around to the rest of the players. We don't have to spend too much more time. I think we covered the main points. Obviously, we just talked a little bit about Cornett. Uh, he was all right. Two of two from the field. Uh, four points, three assists. Actually, two rebounds, two blocks for Cornett, <clears throat> including a pretty major one that sent it back to the top of the key. Sam Hauser struggled two of nine, all three. He did have eight rebounds though. So he was crashing the glass six points. Not a great game from him. Um, JD Davison was actually pretty all right in this one. Five points, three rebounds, four assists for him. Two of four from the field. Didn't make it three though. Oh, two Jordan Walsh got in for some action. Four points, seven rebounds, two of which were offensive. Two steals for him. He was, he was, he was all right. He overcommitted a couple times and got beat, but uh, he was solid. Two of five from the field over two from three. DJ Stewart got in late. One of four from the field. One of three from deep. Three points, one rebound, not much to say there. Uh, and then Wenyan Gabriel in his Celtics debut, not good. <laughs> four personal fouls, a singular point, and four rebounds. It just looked like he was trying to move a bit too fast out there. Isn't used to playing with the guys, which makes sense because he probably won't be playing with that group ever again.
Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Um, but it, it's anybody out, out of those guys you want to talk about in particular, any thoughts on the fucking lump that I just mentioned? I just think the Walsh part of this indicates that he is not going to have a regular spot in Boston's rotation. Not yet. Yeah. Even though he balled out in summer league, he didn't even play yesterday, played 19 minutes today, despite there being a massive amount of guys absent. Yeah, he was fine. I don't think he sucked. Thought he was an impact guy. He he showed that he could be this type of player, but in a real setting, if that makes sense. He's able to give you some hustle off the bench, score a few points. That's essentially what the Celtics want him to be in a regular game where everyone's playing, but not yet. It's not happening yet. He's going to have to go to Maine. He's going to have to play games for he's, the Maine Celtics. He's just a bit too reckless, if that makes sense. Like, he's just a bit too Tasmanian devil. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron, yeah. Aaron Neesmith, he's crashed. But other than that, fine. Good all around. Uh, brief power rankings. I know you mentioned wanted to do it. My top three from this game, while we wrap up, top guy that I liked, Sfima Kailu. I thought he's... Uh, I'm going to discard Peyton Pritchard just because he's, I think he's proven that he's passed the power rankings. Um, Steve McIlo, number one, because I was really intrigued at what he could do. I will put Lamar Stevens second, just because I think he did the in-between stuff really well. And then I'm going to go Delano Benton coming in at third because I was, I I liked the defense. I thought that was a nice little uh, niche there for him. So sure. All right. I will do. I'll lead with Steve McIlo too. Mm-hmm. I think he's really like if he's going to be able to do what he did tonight on a somewhat regular basis, not even so much the output, just the efficiency. He's going to have a real spot. He, in Boston's rotation. There's no reason not to play. I agree. He just needs to be better on defense because he 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 bit on a couple pump fakes bad. OK, but that's the only downside I noticed. But yeah. OK, then I, I would agree. say one. Uh, I love Lamar Stevens and Nimi. I, I thought they were both okay. good. I like the energy they brought off the bench. And I think in the regular season, they both can be energetic bench guys. Okay. I buy it. I buy it. Nimi's got to work his way off that two-way deal. And maybe he's got a shot too, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, thank y'all for, uh, I was about to say tuning in, but thank y'all for listening to this portion of the programming. We're going to throw it back to past Jack and Sam, who uh, I'm sure have a great Get show ready for, for you some because nonsense. we did it. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Thank you to... Uh, Later tonight, Jack and Sam for going over the Celtics-Knicks game. Uh, we're going to get into some Celtics news from Sunday night's game, which was against the Sixers. Um, just general stuff, recap. We did a video recap in the game on the How About Them Celtics YouTube channel. Go check it out if you want the full, more in-depth thoughts on the game. I was whispering because I was still at TD Garden, but check someone that out. Someone was not very happy with the whispers. Yeah, someone so they well, clicked I, off right away. Oh, did they? I didn't see yeah. that one. I saw someone calling it ASMR. Well, I like that. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, ASMR was funny, but uh, it is what it is. But yeah, TD Garden was amped for the first Celtics Sixers preseason game. 
Uh, again, we're not going to go too in depth on it, uh, it here because we did a video on it. But one of the things we didn't talk about was Drew Holiday because he did talk about the game after in the locker room, which I was not present for. So I kind of glossed over it or it went over my head. But he said the crowd's crazy. The energy in the building is crazy. It was fun to get out there and just kind of get my feet wet. Uh, and another thing, you feel it from the crowd. You feel that they want it bad. Even in a preseason game, it was loud. It was crazy. Even down to the last seconds of the game, you see how they're into it. Porzingis said something similar, which we talked about in the video we did. Just basically said that was insane. It just feels like there's good vibes all around uh, for Boston right now, which is, is fun. It's very fun. Yeah, rescue dog Kristaps is ready to be playing on a real team. <laughs> Everybody is very excited. The fans were excited. They all packed into the garden last night to watch the Celtics play Philly, a game that means absolutely nothing, but was still bouncing like a real game, a big swing regular season game where something was actually on the line. It was awesome. Uh, Pritchard popped off in the fourth quarter. I felt like I was watching Isaiah in his prime mm. and he was hyped too. said he felt it in the crowd. Rah, rah, rah. They, they were hyped. They were hyped. He just signed an extension too. So there's that. He gets paid, and all of a sudden, he scorched earth. It, it was cool to see Drew Holiday there. It was weird to see him come off the bench, though. Do you think that's actually going to be a real thing? I guess we'll know more. Like We probably just talked about this on the... the what, Drew off the bench? Part of, yeah. <laughs> no. And I also don't know how much the kick to ourselves part after Celtics-Knicks is going to tell us, because I don't know how serious they're going to play the starters tonight because it's a back-to-back. I wonder if that's Joe was true. like, okay, let's use tonight being the Sixers game as a test dummy game where the starters are going to play a lot and then tonight against the Knicks which will you guys will know by the time this comes out um as more of a dial up back game but I, there's no way Drew comes off the bench right there's just there's just no way doesn't make sense why would they have given up so much to get him yeah i agree i agree um is there anything else that we missed that we didn't talk about in the video uh covering the Celtics Sixers or do you think I, I, there's nothing else i can think of um uh just Jordan Walston play True. Again, something that could be play. answered tonight, but didn't play. Uh, mm. Svi didn't play. When Anybody else that we were expecting? Gabriel didn't play. DJ Stewart yep. didn't play. Nemes yeah, Kane didn't play. JD Davison didn't play. None of the two ways either. Stopped. Yeah. Lamar Stevens got the center minutes at the end when Luke Cornett subbed out. Uh, I was talking to Cam and Bobby Kravitsky about or I think Bobby was saying this. He's like, I think Lamar Stevens getting subbed in for Luke Cornett says more about his place in the depth chart than Stevens is basically saying like they probably like Luke Cornett. And so he is no longer the deep garbage time minutes anymore, which is kind of funny <laughs> to Mad think respect. about people not happy with Luke Cornett either. Yeah. Don't get that. Don't get that. But hey, he was whatever it is. It is, it is. He's fine. He, but anyone expecting him to be better than just a serviceable backup big is just setting their expectations too high. In my opinion, like he's good for his role, but that's, that's about what he is. So we'll leave it there. I agree. Uh, Peyton Pritchard reacted to his contract extension. Uh, obviously, we again, we did a video on it uh, for the How About Them Celtics channel, so go get our reactionary thoughts there. But he talked about it after the game because he talked to the press because he dominated, excuse me, against the Sixers. Um, about the extension said, feels really good just to be secure, lock it in, be a part of the organization, a great city. Obviously, I think this is the best bas basketball organization and city in the NBA feels good. Um 
said he was looking forward to contributing. Uh, and then he was asked about basically how he got through last year. And he said, really just the love of the game. Obviously, I had good people in my corner that kept my head on right. But other than that, I just love to play basketball. That's why I showed up every day to keep getting better and better and better because this is what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. So I won't let it uh, I won't let it ever break me because I'm just trying to play as long as possible, which is just the most Peyton Pritchard mindset you can ever think of. It's and true. it's good to hear that he wants to be in Boston. That, that's a really good thing to hear after the whole trade request last year. Yeah, I think this Pritchard quote tracks with what we know about him. He got to where he is because he's an absolute psycho. He he trained like a psycho growing up, dribbled till his hands bled in the garage. And it's nice to see it paying off. He shined in the first preseason game. Who knows what he did against the Knicks? Could have sucked, and we don't even know. But he was super impressive, made timely baskets. He looked comfortable with a lot of responsibility on his plate. And I think that's very important going into the season, especially considering he could see a massive roll off the bench. They just paid him. Brad Stevens obviously likes him. There's no reason for him to sit and waste away for another season. It just doesn't make any sense. Also, I thought I had. Mm. Drew Holiday, 33-34. Are they trying to dress Pritchard to be the successor? Now, before, before we go further, <laughs> he is not going to be Drew Holiday, but... From what we saw yesterday, he can be an impactful player, at least on the offensive end, right? This is hot yeah. to explore. But Clearly. <laughs> I don't know. It just trickled into my head. Like, is he going to be the eventual starter one day? The, the ages kind of line up. Mm. I think so. <clears throat> I don't know if he's, like, locked in as a future starter, <clears throat> but I do think he's locked in as a consistent rotation piece at this point. Like, I don't think you'll see any more of last year where he's not a part of the rotation anymore. I think... This extension and the moves they made this summer solidified him as he will be in the Celtics rotation moving forward, which is for the best because he's a damn good player. So I think uh, he'll continue to get those opportunities, which is good. So I'm happy to see. Yeah, I'm happy and I'm happy he likes to be in Boston and uh, going away from the happy side of things. Unfortunately, Jay Scrub tore his ACL in practice a couple of days ago and was uh, it's out for the season. And it is probably likely that the Celtics will waive him uh, because that's how business works, and uh, it sucks for Jay Scrub. Um, before the game, so. I was talking to uh, Justin Turpin, who writes for WEI, uh, and I was looking. This is before we knew J.D. Davis and Nemes Kidd. Everyone was out there, like all the bench warmers, and I turned to him, like, where's Jay Scrub? Like, why isn't he out here with all the guys? And uh, lo and behold, an hour later, we uh, we knew the reason that Jay Scrub was not out there <clears throat> with the rest of the guys. So this it just sucks for uh, Jay Scrub that he – I felt terrible. We were on the stream when we found out the pregame stream. Mm. It was it was a gut punch for me. Somebody that during the summer we reacted to his highlights. Mm-hmm. His dad came and hung out with us in the comments. Yeah, he was very excited to see his son get a chance. And then Jay Scrub plays well in the summer league, impresses us very much. He was hustling. He had big stretches in games where he was making an impact. And then he earns a two-way spot and then tears his ACL before he even gets a chance to take the floor in a preseason game. Never mind an actual game. Just to even put on the jersey and go out there and play. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. I was excited to see what kind of role he could play. He seemed like an exciting prospect in the sense that he can move off the ball. He plays okay defense. And he's somebody that you could put in there for a spark if you desperately, desperately need it. But yeah. instead... Now we're going to be looking to see who that next guy is going to be to fill the two-way spot because I think you're right. They're probably going to waive him. Yeah, which sucks. And it's un- especially unfortunate because I don't think two-way contracts are guaranteed. So he's just kind of screwed, which it just sucks. But uh, 
after the game, it was funny. Joe Missoula was asked about, you know, thoughts on Jay Scrub, all this stuff. And he just goes, yeah, he's been working really hard in practice. He's trying his best. Like, he's, he's been really good out there. And then the, I forget who it was followed up. They're like, what about the ACL? He goes, oh, I, I didn't know that was news yet. So, like, he knew about it, but he gave a PR answer. Because, but because he was coaching the game, he didn't know the team announced that Jay Scrub tore his ACL. So, it, it was funny to see him give a very PR answer when he knew some information that the public didn't. And he thought the public still didn't know. That means you uh, can't trust him. Yeah, he's he was a really good liar. He's, too. <laughs> he's been exposed. You know, everybody thought yeah. Missoula was now the media's friend, but actually, he lied to everyone's face and got caught red-handed yesterday. Well, every single coach and person in the league will do that, does that, and has mm. done that. Um, but it was it was funny to see how PR trained he was, just like giving such a, a plain answer. But uh, yeah, good for him, not like yeah. cracking. Yeah, he's. Joe Missoula, Celtics organization, homies. They, they are. He helped them out. But next thing we have, Team USA is recruiting Drew Holiday to be a part of the 2024 uh, Olympics. They said that, or this is per Woj, I believe. Um, USA considered him the, quote, second most impactful player on the 2021 Olympic team behind Kevin Durant. I don't know. I think we're different in the opinions on this. I think it would be dope. I think you don't give a shit, but I think it'd be cool to see Drew Holiday on the team. Uh, yeah. The more Celtics you can get on there, the more interested I'll be. I I typically don't care about Team USA, as you can tell by my delayed response to Jack as I'm reading something <laughs> else to make sure I'm prepared for it. But yes, Tatum and him played on that 2021 team. There's rumblings that Jalen Brown is interested in playing too, so you could see three Celtics on that team. Just depending on how everything goes, you're going to see them roll out the Avengers after losing this World Cup. So you can have that to look forward to. As far as them wanting Drew Holiday this bad, I think that's a very good thing if you're a Celtics fan, just for a sense of what you can expect for him to get, bring to your team, right? Because yeah. if Team USA is putting him towards the top of their list, the second most impactful player, that's pretty important. Mm. You've got the likes yeah. of who else was on that team? KD, Tatum. Mm -hmm. uh bam was on that team dame yeah, lillard me, was on that team yeah let me find I'm trying to think i want to make sure i'm not missing anybody real important <laughs> let me find it i'll find the roster i don't know me. anything about that roster you it know, was don't watch any of that i'd know it if i saw it yeah bam at bio devin booker jeremy grant draymond green kelton johnson zach levine dame lillard javel mcgee chris middleton tatum JaVale McGee. <laughs> yeah he was on the roster he was a late addition though he was somebody was out somebody bailed out yeah um beal and love bailed out at the last minute and so uh two people joined really um late and i think it was kelton johnson and uh what's his name javel yeah javel <laughs> yes javel mcgee so. gun to my head would have never been able to tell you he played on the olympic team yeah he did in fact play good thing i didn't that, that situation team. that would have been kind of terrible <laughs> probably would have been bad um yeah good for drew and it, it makes sense right you look at the guards across the league he's probably the best all-around guard like two-way guard in the league like mark you could argue marcus smart's a better defender obviously there's better offensive players but like in terms of bringing stuff on both sides of the ball he's probably the best two-way guard in the nba unless i'm forgetting somebody and i'm really stupid <clears throat> is there a better two-way point guard in the nba than drew holiday man this is a hard question don't do this to me <laughs> i don't know uh, uh, I don't think there is. Off the top of my head, no. Mm. 
just because his defensive ability is so high. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And the yeah. offensive numbers are very good too. Like, yeah, Dame can't play defense. Steph Curry is probably a better defender than people realize. So maybe him. Maybe because the offense old. is so good. <clears throat> Chris Paul is older. I don't know. I, don't know. <clears throat> I think it's good though because you'll get your Holiday on that team. Presumably, you'll get Jason Tatum on that team. And Jalen Brown said he would want to play. And you have to imagine he'd be one of those guys on the fringe of getting on, like him, uh, Bam Adebayo, maybe. Um, although they kind of need center, so maybe Bam would have an easier time. But <clears throat> Jalen Brown's going to be on that line of maybe making the team. So having at least two Celtics, maybe three Celtics on the team, if Drew Holiday does accept, good. That said, worth the injury risk at his age. Thoughts? No, I mean, listen. I don't want Drew Holiday playing any extra basketball, especially well, if actually, he's actually like dealing with wear and tear throughout the season. I think that's, that's something you should say. look to to gauge it. He's but, my thing is, and Keith Smith always uh, says this in Celtics blog chat: these guys are going to be playing some sort of basketball wherever they are, right? Like they're they're going to be practicing, they're going to be training. So like doing it, if anything, it might be better for them to be doing it in a in a supervised setting, as strict as Team USA. So maybe there's that, but you're gonna have. I wonder, ready? I'll quiz Sam. Sam, how many players on the 2024 Celtics roster will be playing in the Olympics next year? If you had to guess, give me your guess. How okay, let's see. We'll we'll say those three. Yep. Let's say Wendy Gabriel. Yep. South Sudan. They qualified. Yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> this is where it gets tough. <laughs> I just I'm trying to flip through my head to see. Svima Kailu, if they have a team that qualified. I don't know if Ukraine qualified. Let me check. I don't think they did. Teams qualified basketball 2024. Porzingis. Yep, Latvia. That was one I was looking at. Al looking Horford, for. I don't think, is going to play. I don't think they, they qualified. Is that five? Uh, I think you're missing one who could potentially play, but didn't play mm-hmm. in the FIBA World Cup because of an injury. But I don't know if he'll be back for the Olympics. Oh, O'Shea. Yep, Canada. Mm-hmm. Delano Banton, I don't think, is on the Canadian national team, but he might be. But he's also from Canada. Um, yeah, that, I think that was it. I, I'm looking at the teams that qualified, but um, I don't know if there are any other Celtics. I don't think so. Anyways, that was it. Just checking in those Olympics, and they uh, they want Drew Holiday. So that's, that's what we got for you in that context. Let's check in with our emails. We have one today from RJ Johnson. Shocker. Absolute legend with the email. Thank you, RJ. King. Um, let's take a look. The king of the emails. He's, he's our entire inbox, basically. I look back at Rick Roby <clears throat> or not. Morning, gents. I was all set up to do a deep dive comparing Rick Roby to Luke Cornett. Then I remembered we have live, quote, preseason games uh, now. So sorry, Rick. Okay, not sorry. Sunday's game was about what I was expecting. Lots of good individual play while the teamwork aspects looked a little raw. KP and Drew seemed composed for their first taste of Boston craziness. I like that they were going to Kristaps early on a bunch of different looks. Bonus that he was converting them. I wasn't overly concerned about the turnovers that resulted from mistimed passes, but it looked like the Jays and their ball handling was an effective target. You think Thibodeau's Knicks will have a similar success tonight? Uh, Brissette, Banton, and Stevens gave the Celtics more consistent above the rim play off the bench than I've seen in a long time. Not just on dunks, but on blocks. But there were several several 
uh, tap, tap, put back rebounding sequences that we don't get from Grant because he just doesn't have those hops. Didn't even think about that. Rat list my two computers that died this weekend. Oh, no. I'll be watching the game on my phone. Oh, no. Uh, finally, Library Jack was so effective in post game. I checked to see if I had any, any overdue books. Keep up the great work now that we have games. RJ Johnson. Celtic Quest on Celtic Blog. Thank you, RJ. And I appreciate your appreciation of my uh, my libraryness. I yeah, just it's one I don't person. want to be rude. I don't want to be rude. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying my best. You need uh, to assert your dominance as a you know a figure <laughs> in the community. People will be like, wow, I respect that guy. Uh, I don't want to start yelling. back after watching Porzingis play against Philly. I am so much more excited for him than I thought I already was. I'm I thought it. he looked so comfortable in his spots. His moves did not require a lot of time. It was all quick. He got good dunks, made his jumpers. He made some good passes. He was able to get a block. I cannot wait to see if he even plays against the Knicks, how he's going to Mm. do. I feel like he has to play. Question, do they boo him? Yes. Oh, yeah. They boo him. We'll see. We'll see if we get it correct. We'll see if we got it right. Um, I think this... um, Percent Banton Stevens is a really interesting part of this. When is the last time the Celtics had like that level athletes in the rotation off the bench? Last year? Did they have it last year? Oh, I don't I think know. so. Did they have it two years? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let me go back quickly and just look at the rosters to see if I'm crazy. I think like, the best bench I've they've had in quite some time was the 2019 bench with Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob, but we don't count Rob because he's like a, a cons- like he's a not an off starter. Like he he's not like a deep like bench bench guy. Um, Josh Richardson maybe was that, but he's more of a wing. He's not really getting those hops, so I wouldn't count that. Um, you ready Richard, for this one? I, or Excuse me, Langford. Yeah, Holiday, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Porzingis, all out. Ooh. And White. Who told you that? Where'd you or where'd you Bobby. see that? Bobby Manning. Yep. Legend, forgetting the the tweet, but maybe Let not. Pritchard Cook. Yeah, uh, Pritchard Cook is correct. Um, all right. Uh, starters are going to be Pritchard, Hauser, Brissett, Banton, Cornet. Wow, look at that. Okay. Um, cool. Good. I mean, we already knew this by the time this pod comes out, but we're learning that now. And you watch us learn that now. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, there's there hasn't been that level of athleticism off the bench from the wings in a long time. Like Semi Ojale was never like a super athlete; he was just really strong. I, I'm just going back through the teams now. Javante Green wasn't used in that role, even though he was a really good athlete. Um, yeah, Marcus Morris might be the best one, and I would argue that O'Shea Brissett and Lamar Stevens are better athletes than Marcus Morris. Um, maybe not the same caliber of player, but better athletes. So that's really an interesting tidbit that i didn't consider when looking at this celtics team like they, they do have some guys who can jay crowder maybe too but like you saw that percent put back attempt against the sixers he got up lamar Steven, sure did good athlete Banton everybody athlete. saw it yeah ban was solid too like he, he had the, he was long he's effective is on the defensive end like all three of these guys could be impactful in that sort of defensive presence role and i, I didn't think about that so uh, thank you rj for for bringing that to the uh you know the eyes we appreciate you um should we move on to the nba yep all right let's check it out um barry jackson twitter sam you put this on here just tell yep. me explain this so jack has essentially already in the past put barry jackson on the rat list inadvertently barry jackson if you are not heavily in the shit like jack and i are he is a beat reporter from the miami heat and i was 
running around on Reddit today, and I stumbled upon this, so I'll read this, and then we'll read what actually happened. Miami beat reporter Barry Jackson has been on an angry Twitter spree today, replying to dozens of random users and trolls who criticize him. Jackson has long received criticism for his Homer style of reporting. In parentheses, this includes a great deal of the Heat fan base considering him insufferable as well. Today, he has been on Twitter responding to dozens of random people who criticized him mostly for his covering of the University of Miami football program. I do not know if he was justified in some of his criticisms of the program, but his behavior in responding to random users has been hilariously unprofessional for a major newspaper reporter with over 100,000 followers. So Barry Jackson, if you're unfamiliar with him, had a very similar reaction when all the Dame stuff went down. He was very pro-heat in that. He was very, I can't believe Portland's not just going to take what the Heat are offering them because they have to. Like They should absolutely go ahead and do all this. So Jack has pulled up some of the examples here. And he had somebody said, you are such a douchebag. I'm shocked anyone pays to read anything you write. And then he said, shocked anyone gives you food and water. <laughs> all right, Jack, I'll let you decide who won the argument. We'll, we'll do this for all. Barry. Barry, Barry, wins. Barry wins. Barry wins. Okay. Barry wins. Yeah, definitely Barry wins. All right, next one. Some He did ratio him. He came back with the thunder. He did okay. ratio significantly to significant uh, ratio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 142 to just two likes. All right. This okay. one. Uh, let's see. Someone replies to a different reporter says, thank you for being classy. And as for tags, Barry Jackson, dude should lose his credentials. Barry Jackson says, Susan is great. Sorry, loser. I won't be losing my credentials. Barry the ratio wins. on this one, not as strong. <clears throat> no, three to three two. to two. <laughs> Barry still Jack, we should go and actually change the ratio. I mean, like, I'll give Barry the win. <laughs> you gave him the win? Yeah, Barry wins. It is funny that he just kind of like caught strays out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't even I don't even Barry think wins. he was really involved in this tweet. No, but I respect that he goes out and like crabs on him back. Okay. okay. All right. Next, next one. one. Oh God. Long thread. Long. Barry so, tweets about yeah, just briefly he says instead of spending off season sending emails threatening his staff oh you're scrolling away How sorry 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 i didn't know you're starting here I, I didn't read this if they talked to more local writers cristobal would have i believe that's miami's coach would have worked on simple math instead what a joke don't mean to sound petty with the below but the broader point made to me by a university of miami staffer is that mario spends too much time worrying about unimportant stuff then someone the locked on kane's podcast no one to be met, messed with replies it sounds incredibly petty. You can make the point about how brutal of a coaching decision that was without making it about you or a grudge. You clearly have surprising reaction. Barry says, don't have a grudge at all as an alum. I am disappointed that they lost tonight. Hopefully they'll get back on track. And then it's very nice, nice, friendly, friendly. Then the Orange Bowl boys bust in, say trying to play nice here shouldn't. That's some petty bullshit grow up. Barry says they're fortunate. No local media, including us, reported the police report to cover up last year. Someone called him a loser. Then Barry said, get lost. Barry wins again. He's firing <laughs> off on Twitter. Barry wins. Uh, Barry wins again. Absolutely. I don't know. I think he kind of got bullied by the Locked On podcast. Nah. I, I don't care. They called but... him out. Listen. <clears throat> oh, I opened the same one twice, I think. My thing, and he goes on a ranch of get lost, slim. There is, I check with Elon. He said, it's okay if you want to follow, buddy. Uh, and then another well, the buddy one. Buddy of... is a powerful 
<clears throat> yeah, I enjoy Buddy. Uh, and this is following up to the other one. Involving former staffer point is anybody who say, says to me that pointing out that Mario has threatened staff or saying even positive things about a program is unwarranted. Uh, they have no idea what we don't report. Listen, as somebody who has gotten just like ridiculously heinous messages from people because their opinions differ from you, I back Barry. Like, dude, like, like there's a difference between the Dame stuff and, and being a homer in the sense of completely ignoring another thing versus maybe he does that sometimes and maybe that's why people like him right or dislike him i should say but like the stuff that he tweeted out in some of those messages like he was sharing an opinion on something it's the same thing with the dame stuff and i don't know if i necessarily rat listed them because i don't like them i rat listed them because i disagreed with their opinion right and you can hmm. disagree but still be respectful people on the internet are just like calling him names and being an asshole so he reserves the right to be an asshole back right like if you're gonna call him out on twitter and be a dick i mean i've gotten stuff in my dms like said really heinous stuff that i'm not even comfortable saying on the podcast right you like just this just if you write something that people i would don't love like for people to say mean things to me like when Actually. i wrote the jalen brown article i'm sure you did i'm some, sure people came at your life a big celtics account tweeted out go fuck yourself jack oh and i remember then, that yeah, and then a lot of people like respond that with some vitriol to the point where he took it down and DM me on Instagram apologizing for tweeting it. Um, like people on the internet are terrible, and the people who are worse, I would argue, are the people who get mad at reporters for having a human response to the terrible things they say. They're a fucking human. You're I mean, being an asshole to, to them. Exactly, you're being an asshole to them online. Fine. I no, I agree with you. I just, I just dislike, like, and I understand. Excuse me, excuse me. I understand the Reddit post. Because I understand people don't like him because it's too horrible. The Reddit comments are kind of fire. Mm-hmm. Heat fan goes, he's been in shambles since we missed it on Dame. Tough to <laughs> witness, TBH. He needs to move on. He's been in shambles since last offseason. The finals run just put it on hiatus. He got a little little spark <laughs> yeah, of happiness there for a little bit. I have no problem with people disliking Barry. I have no problem with them responding to him. I have no problem with him responding to the responses. I have a problem with the people getting mad at the fact that he's responding. Like, it's just like, it's the same thing with players like, like Kevin Durant and his burner accounts. You know what I'm saying? Like you're being a dick to somebody online that is a human. And then because they are somebody who was known to some degree, whether it be Barry Jackson or Kevin Durant, then you, they're expected to just take it and move on. That's unfair, right? Like that, that's stupid. They should be allowed to respond. So that's, that's my take. That's why I was siding with Barry on most of those. Although I do understand the, the, you know, if you disagree with the corniness and the way he reports things, like I can get that opinion, but don't get mad at somebody for responding when you're being a dick to them on the internet. Last one. Hello, <laughs> yeah. this guy. Thank God we don't have to see his Twitter face on the Blazers sub anymore. Says some guy <laughs> with a Blazers flare. All right. Oh no. Oh Speaking no. of internet, uh, we could just say tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kai Jones no longer wants to be on the Hornets. Now, I would take a good gamble and say probably 70% of the people on the Hornets also don't want to be on the Hornets. Mm-hmm. But Kai Jones is the first of the bunch to tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. I, he just said, I don't want to be here anymore, basically. He did the Eric Bledsoe, but he really said it. Yeah, King of the Fourth Quarter tweeted it. He goes, this shit's fire. He did the Eric Bledsoe, but just said it. Um, he Kai Jones literally tweeted, I am requesting a trade from the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> he just tweeted straight up, get me out of here. Is Kai Jones good enough to request a trade? 
him handshake for Concorcamas, I know. But seriously. Well, this whole thing's weird because there's been a lot of like stuff on social media of him like roasting his teammates. There's been a lot of like, is he mentally stable? And that part's kind of sad because it seems like no. Terrence not even Ross, in a joking way. It's just yeah, clear he's, he's just not there. Terrence Ross said something like, Are we sure this guy's emotionally stable? Like, is he okay? And Kai Jones responded, I'm the best of all time. Look at my clips. And Terrence Ross responded, So no. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just as much as just like funny to laugh at the clips or, or it's like funny to laugh at the fact that he requested a trade. It is sad that he's like going through this stuff in a very public setting. Like someone close to him just clearly needs to go to him and like say, Hey, let's get you some help, all that stuff. Um, but he, he hasn't been in the Hornets rotation. Uh, he wasn't in it last year. Should he be? That's another question. Cause like Kai Jones is a talented player. He, he's sort of like Jackson Hayes. If Jackson Hayes had a sniff mm. of a jump shot and like, Kai Jones has struggled with a shot, but he can shoot the ball. And so you can see him fitting in with the Hornets rotation that has desperately needed bigs. But he went through this thing where there were too many veterans on the roster when Borrego was coaching. And then Steve Clifford just doesn't like playing young guys. So he didn't really get a chance in that rotation either. So you can see why he'd be frustrated. But now it's sort of spiraled. So the whole situation is just kind of shitty. And uh, yeah, just that's that's about it. Just sucks. <laughs> it, it is a mess. Don't think he gets traded. Just waved. That's my guess. Yeah, I, I think he'd get waived. Um, and I don't think he'd get picked up at this point just because of everything going nope. on. So there's that. But uh, uh, Sorry, Kai Jones. Well, hopefully he gets that fixed. All right, Sam, you put this on here. New referee rules. Explain this to me. Yeah, so kind of forgot because it was announced in the middle of the summer. New ref stuff. This year, refs can give texts for guys flopping. So if you're watching a game... Mm-hmm. Referees, if they want to call a flop, it will be signaled by touching their right hand to their right shoulder before moving the arm down outwardly to a horizontal position. So it's like this. See what I'm doing? It's like the little like, yeah, you. (laughs) Yeah. Did I just get got? Maybe. Uh, But uh, a follow up to this was the league wants to turn certain rip through arm movements by offensive players from fouls into no calls. I am very pro this. I do not, even though I thought they were doing this a while ago, and it mm. still hasn't been fixed as much as it could be. It looks like the NBA is trying,ly trying,ly finally trying to cut down on the nonsense, the Trey Young, the James Harden, all of those type of foul baiting type plays. I'm very curious to see how strictly they enforce it. I think it would be great for the game. I really, really don't like seeing guys just get themselves to the free throw line for nothing. Mm. next they got to take a look at these jump shots less fouls on the jump shots <laughs> yeah good rules i like the flop rule i i wasn't listening to the broadcast but i saw tweets about it jj reddick talked about the flops uh on the air or i i heard that he uh, made comments about it and she said get this get this out of here <laughs> look at that shit jj uh, reddick who apparently i watched the local broadcast on my, on sunday like a mm. good fan would yeah but jj reddick apparently was asked as ESPN put a graphic on the screen of like Tatum, Brown, Giannis, Dame, uh, a couple of the Warriors players, Durant, Booker, to like rank the top duos. And he mm-hmm. said, my producer is trying to get me to rank these duos, but this is an NBA game, not a first take segment. Called out the <laughs> producer on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. Good for wow. Rank. Because I kind of, I, I get so sick of that stuff, too. Even when you were like, is Drew Holiday the best two-way guard in the league? I was like, I don't know. And you weren't even trying to get me to do anything like that. You were just asking me a question. But we we see 
this guy is better than that guy so often. It's just like, okay, I'm sick of this discourse. So good for JJ Redick just being like, nobody really cares. They're they're here to watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree with JJ in that uh that context. Um, last NBA thing we have the Bucks are unsure <clears throat> about their fifth starter. Um this is from Eric Nem of the Athletic, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, when asked about the Bucks' fifth starters uh, at the start of the week, Griffin told reporters that the competition was, quote, open, and he wanted that spot in the starting lineup to be earned during the preseason. So hearing that Malik Beasley might be the front runner for the spots comes as a surprise. Other starters, so what is it? Dame, Giannis, Chris Brooke, Middleton, Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and a fifth. Okay. That would make sense. I saw something from Adrian Griffin that Malik Beasley is going to be their stopper this year, their defensive stopper. And uh, somebody, Nakias Duncan, went on Twitter and put a bunch of question marks as a quote tweet, <laughs> which is a fair reaction when it's you have a very, very old stopper. meme of, uh, you know, like the really, really shitty doodle characters. And one of them was PJ Tucker. <laughs> and they were like, PJ is the LeBron stopper. And it's just him like to LeBron, please stop. And then LeBron's like, no. <laughs> so tried. that is the Malik Beasley defensive stopper. Good luck. Bucks, best, man. They've lost Drew Holiday. They now have Malik Beasley as their defensive stopper. I don't know how great of a defender Middleton is. Giannis and Brooke are a tough front line, though. I'll tell you that. But on the mm-hmm. perimeter, they they could use some help. That's what it seems yeah. like. Fair. And if you're the and, Celtics, uh, by the way, Milwaukee being unsure on their fifth starter, I guess the Celtics kind of are too, but for a different reason, uh, mm-hmm. is kind of a good thing as you head into the season. Your, your biggest threat in the conference doesn't even know who their fifth best guy is, and it's not really clear cut. Well, they don't have a, a wealth of riches to be picking from. The Celtics don't actually. That's okay. That's the point. I was going to say the Celtics don't really know their starting lineup either, but they do have but a wealth of riches. But it's different. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a wealth of riches to pick from. So uh, we'll see that. Uh, all right. Who he played for, Danny? I do. I was just going to say before we get into the Rallis, it is time for who he played for. Let's go. <clears throat> okay, Sam. Let's do this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's start here. Daquan Jeffries, who he I don't for. even know who that is. <laughs> That's not fair. You have to like like pull how many how many years has he been in the league? Ah, uh, God, do you want to guess how many years Daquan Jeffries? No, been? well, <laughs> one or two, and he's like a two way guy. The point of this is guys that change teams, and people he, know this is us educating them. He's not a two way guy. He has been in the league for four seasons. Hmm. <laughs> is he no. on? Uh, let's say. Chicago. He's on the Knicks. I did it because they're playing the Celtics tonight. And you're going to see starting? Daquan Jeffries. I don't know if he's starting, uh, but I know he's probably going to play. Okay. So cool, I wanted cool. to give you somebody on the team. Um, All right. Let's see. I hope he has like 25 points tonight, too. <laughs> so like when people listen to this, it's like you just watch the game, dummy. You don't know. Yeah. All right. Philip Petrosev. Uh, Philly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to see if I can get you back to back with people the Celtics are playing no uh it's worth a shot I try my best all right um let's see look yeah I was I was trying to catch you slipping there Alec Burks who he played for he's still on the Pistons right he is still on the Pistons damn okay it's harder to come up with five guys because I'm going through most of the guys who might be questioning on oh it's okay yeah I mean this is Uh, this is day three of this mm I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. La- I got two more. Let's see. Um, Taj Gibson. 
Washington. He re-upped, right? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you think he moved teams. Damn. Okay. Uh, Got my notifications on. I see it and then forget it, but then when I'm asked, I remember. Yeah. Frank Nidlakina. He's in Dallas, right? No. No, no, no. no, no. Not in Dallas. Oh, he... Mm. I'm glad I got one heater in here. I know he went somewhere that like people are actually talking about too, but I just don't remember where it is. Oh mm-hmm. no. We talked about Frank Nilakina as, as a Briefly. Celtics roster Briefly, and the yeah. bench guy. Mm-hmm. Is he just you a free want agent? It? <clears throat> no, he's not. I'll get here's your clue. He plays for the same team as RJ Hunter. Mm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he RJ Hunter on an exhibit nine, by the way, but still, still also want, the same I, team as Edmund like Sumner. Nope. Also the same team as Edmund Sumner. who's also on an exhibit nine on this team. The fuck? I'm going to keep Charlotte? naming players until you get. Yeah, it is Charlotte. <laughs> he is in Charlotte. Frank Nilakina uh, on the Hornets. He replaced Dennis Smith Jr. As their reclamation point guard project. <laughs> I feel like Dennis Smith actually had a good end of the season though. He had a good whole season in Charlotte last year. He I'm kind of curious to see how he does in Brooklyn. Yeah, he could get actual minutes there. He's a good defender. He, ben he Simmons is back. Ben Simmons is back. In case you forgot. True. Yeah, Ben Simmons is back. This is true. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, random here. Joe Mazzulla, third best odds for NBA Coach of the Year um, on FanDuel Sportsbook. Sam, can you name What are the Porzingis top? MVP odds? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. But uh, can you tell me the two coaches above him? For NBA Coach of the Year in favorites, this isn't uh, who he who he coached for. Of so he coached for. I just want to know what what mm. teams is uh, DraftKings really thinking are going to be good. That that's the real question. So you well, have it's to get not Mike even Malone. no, but it's not and necessarily. Yes, he is the favorite to win Coach of the Year right now because you have to think of the story. He's going to take a jump. <laughs> yeah, you have to think of storyline. Uh, Mike Malone, by the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're not in the top 10. So there you go. I have who, to who say, else? um, hmm? Steve Clifford in Orlando. Is he still in Orlando? No, he's with Charlotte. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve <laughs> Clifford, the head, coach of the who's year. the head coach of Orlando, Sam? Oh, it's, um, the first guy's <laughs> name. I, I can see him in my mind, but I don't know what yeah, his name can. is. Jamal Mosley. Yeah. You want a clue? Eastern or Conference coach. Oh. No. <laughs> We've literally talked about him on this podcast. <laughs> like I can talked look at the time already. Stand. We talked about him exactly seven minutes ago. <laughs> the Bucks head coach? Yes, which is. <laughs> dude. I don't know, dude. We said his name with Adrian Griffin. I thought he was a GM. No, no. Adrian Griffin is the head coach. Hired him from Toronto this year. Uh, Following Joe Mazzulla. Joe Mazzulla plus 1,200, by the way. Could be good odds. Jason Kidd, Rick Carlisle, Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Taylor Jenkins, Darvin. Jason Kidd, interesting pick. Yeah. We won't have him. As much as this is not a heat podcast, we might not want to talk about it. The fact that Eric Spolster hasn't won a coach of the year is kind of crazy, right? Like that that is. Brad Stevens never got one. This this is true, but Mm. I don't know. It's wild. That is okay, all right. Casey got it. <laughs> he was fired. <laughs> he used, yeah, he accept the award when he wasn't on a team. All right, let's get into the rat list here. Uh, would you like to kick it off? What do you got today? What do you got? Anything? Anything good? Yeah. So rat list me, and here's why. 
Cool. Yesterday, <laughs> um, Kayla and I were watching Stranger Things. We finished season three, and I'm and it is midnight, and I'm like, "Would you like to watch the first episode of season four? Now, have you seen this show, Jack? Uh, I've seen like the first season, maybe two, but I have okay, not. So like you've not three. seen this, no. so I won't. I won't say anything. But I will no. say season four, the most terrifying of the seasons. Oh, very you, terrifying. Oh, so you're you're rewatching with Kaylin. You've seen everything. Yes, I'm. I'm okay. guiding her through the enjoyment that I went through. Gotcha. Oh, yes. You've. I'm going to be a great parent someday. Just living through my kids. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> The end of the episode, terrifying yeah. debut of the season, Big Bad. And uh, that was what she was left with to try and sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> and me, I was just like, let's do another one, dude. This fire. I love this show. Yeah, that, that couldn't have been a fun night of sleep. <laughs> Tough. Ratless yeah. you, correct. Uh, I went golfing today. I'll ratless the golf like ranger like person who drives around can pull check so <clears throat> we're playing today and they have tee times every eight minutes right <clears throat> so you tee off once you get far enough down the fairway or onto the green the next people tee off and it's like eight minutes <clears throat> is what they mm. do by we were waiting on every shot like every tee box and then every approach shot like we're waiting for the people in front of us to go like that's just how it works you wait <clears throat> but the people behind us are very impatient so the whole day we're getting hit into, which is we are about to hit our shot and you see a ball roll up at your feet. That's bad golf etiquette. You're supposed to wait until they're out of the space. As much as it is off golf etiquette, it's also so you don't fucking hit somebody with a golf ball, right? Like that's just how it works. Um, Henry almost got hit. Henry's like three feet away from getting hit with a drive because they just didn't real wait reason to go to sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in their defense, a lot of these tee shots are blind, so you can't see where the people people are in the fairway. But it's like just have some patience and don't hit right away. Like give it a minute. This is why golf sucks. Um, but then we get to the 17th hole, right? 18 holes in golf, 17th hole. We have two left. So and the ranger comes around to us and goes, I know you only have a couple holes yet, but you guys should really pick it up. Brother, we're waiting on every hole, and then the guys behind us are hitting into us. So we were just mad the whole day at, or at the people behind us because they were being rats and, and hitting us. Uh, they hit our carts, too, which wasn't a problem because we were on the other hole. But, like, they were bad enough to where they were on a hole adjacent to us, and they hit our carts. And, like, it was just a mess. They were annoying. But the worst part and the why they're really ratless, they were supposed to be in front of us. But when it was their time to tee off, they weren't ready. So we went oh. in front of them. And then they spent the whole day hitting into us. So, like, <laughs> be ready next You should have went slow out of spite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, Ratless them. That was annoying as hell. Ratless. All right. So, this is a collective Ratless. I want it to be known that there was not a single incident that caused this. It was a culmination of multiple incidents, which I will explain. Mm. Ratless people who think... That being that you being in the presence of their dogs is a treat. <laughs> I was in the coffee shop the other day, and somebody's yeah. just like in there with their dog, and I'm like, "What sure. is happening?" Like the dog's like sniffing me. It, the dog, I will say, was not cr causing problems. But again, this is like a boiling over thing. I'm like, when are we gonna put an end to like dogs are still dogs? Like. I shouldn't be. It's like kids. Like I shouldn't be thrilled to be in the presence of a screaming kid. Like it, was, it's not. It's well, it's like wait. look at the baby. Don't you want to hold the baby? Was there some comment made like trying to ins like insinuate that you needed to be happy that the dog was there? Like what is 
What's it was complaint? like the dog was like sniffing me or like like in my space and they're like, oh, haha, like they're just friendly or whatever. Like saying what they have to say because the dog is like crowding my space. Yeah. And like you're just supposed to be like, oh, it's okay. And like it was. Yeah. But this this boiled over after I, I was say, last that, week. That interaction doesn't sound bad. That no, just sounds not. like somebody was it's in not. a coffee shop with their dog. Okay. It, it just yeah, more me off. I thought in my head. I was like, you okay. know what? People really just think like everyone should be thrilled that their dog is around. Sure. I, I, I get that. People are like that. Yeah. So, so then I was going out for my run. Okay. Last week. Near sure. my house, they have been doing a serious reconstruction of mm. a road. Mm. The road goes by the beach. They <laughs> have... <laughs> They have been filling in the sides of it with with mulch so they can plant trees and make it look very beautiful. They're, they're just completely sure. redoing it. It was a mess. You couldn't even yeah. drive because there were so many dips in the little thing. Anyways, it's paved now, but as you get to the end of it, 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 it narrows into a bike path. On the bike path, very narrow, on both sides, mulch. Not heavily packed, not set, very loose. Sure. Somebody is walking their dog and taking their sweet time on the bottleneck. So I had to go around them. Yep, yep, yep. And it was essentially like trying to run in quicksand. It was terrible yep. to start my run. Bad t- bad tone setter. And then yep. uh, a month or so ago, I talked about the people on the bridge that came across with their dogs just taking up the entire walkway. I had to go around. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those are ratless. I, I feel like that's more pedestrian ratless than dog ratless, but it, I think the dog bring out I the can worst. do a whole day on the ratless. Yes, yeah, I agree. All right, this is the start of a new year. Of the red line takes over back. the ratless. We are back. So back. Not only yeah. so for those of you, which is just everyone that's not Jack, they can't <laughs> see the show sheet. The re- this is so perfect because red line has red line like a red line. As a word error right underneath it. It's just perfect. Oh, yeah, because my Google Doc thing is red on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Redline Ratless. Because on Sundays, or this weekend, they were doing construction. So from North Quincy to Broadway, you had to take a bus. So I had to get off, get on a bus, get there, get on another bus, or get off the bus, get on the train again. And I had to do that back, too, at night, which is a pain in the ass. Redline, or just T-Station Ratless number two. Texas Sam about this because I was really mad because I was running a little late. <laughs> I was meeting Noah, who writes for Celtics blog. Um, she's very cool. It's very nice. It was good to show around. But I was I was late to meet her, and I felt bad. But people in the train stations who walk like this, phone in their face, mm-hmm. and I texted Sam. I said, "Need a personal tank? They need like you this do is, need a personal tank." Jack almost gets a felony because he's really angry and might push somebody onto the track. You get a free one per day. <laughs> he should. Even worse though, Sam, which I forgot to text you about. People who get off the train. And stop immediately and try to figure out where they need to go. Go to the back of the wall and figure it out there. Don't yeah. stop at the train entrance where people are getting on and off. Correct. Fuck off. Go away. <clears throat> so that was annoying. I'm gonna end. I want to end with the other one I have here. So okay. I will say, on the construction thing, my dad said this to me in the car, and I don't know if this is an original thought, but I hadn't even thought of it. He said, he was like, I was talking to somebody at work, and they brought up the point. Why the fuck didn't the construction people just do all the construction during COVID? Just make them essential workers. Kind of facts. Right? Why didn't they do it? That would have been I'll genius. tell you what. Being an essential worker was the most fire thing ever. I came in when I remember. did the same job I was doing and was getting paid like $30 an hour. It was the greatest. Yeah. Like, I was just going in, fucking around with the boys and getting paid. It was insane. Mm-hmm. 
And we were doing less work because we had to throw everything away because yeah. they didn't want like it getting contaminated. I, was, I wasn't even washing dishes. It was the greatest job ever. <laughs> oh, you just threw dishes away or threw like plastic? It was fire. like plastic. Yeah. Wow. I will say I told uh, my girlfriend about your incident where you were upset with the walker. And I yeah. was like, yeah, we should be able to get one free shove a day. And she was none too pleased. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Kaylin, but I, I back <laughs> I back the shove. Not even like a full like to the ground shove, just like a, a Heisman stiff arm. Just get the fuck out of the way. I'm like, a, I like the shove to the back of the head. I think we should be dishing those out every once in a while. <laughs> you can just a like, like a knock, like get the fuck yeah, off. Maybe, maybe like a three stooges slap. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> My grandma does that to me when I piss her off. That's her <laughs> move. That's her gr- Shout out, Nana. Nana, who I put YouTube on her front page just so you can watch these. So maybe she'll see it. Shout out. Thank you. Love you, Nana. Uh, you got anything right, else? For you, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Rat list me. Hmm. So I am single. And are you familiar with the concept of every girl your age at the airport is like, it's like, this, there's this thing like you see a girl at the airport and you're like, your age. And you'll be like, wow, like you, you start picture like I should talk to her and you don't just like, just like, yeah, yes. Being a girl in public and you're like, oh, she's pretty cute. Like I wish you would talk yes, to her, but just not this. not having the confidence. Obviously, the girl from it thought about this. So there's a girl on the train. Right. Uh, and she was like on the bus and then gone in the train, whatever. I'm like, OK, she's pretty cute. That's cool. And um, sitting across from her, it gets to the point where there's like people side to side, but then like pretty empty and then we're just across from each other which of course i did purposefully like in case i decided to get the courage to talk to her which i did i respect got well just wait well the talking to her is a good step i have plenty of friends that try and go to the club and they just stand there with all the boys just wait it was okay but i didn't talk to her for the longest time right we're like a bunch of stops bunch of stops we get to like right before my stop and i don't know why it took me a while to build up the courage and I just I'm just I'm trying to be as normal as possible. So I just go, I like your shoes. She's wearing like Nikes, like the actually pretty cool shoes. I don't Good even start. know what they were, but the colorways were cool. But then my stop came. That's all I fucking said. That's, that's all I said. I just go, I like your shoes. She smiled at me. I smiled at her. And then I she like we smiled at each other again while I got off the train. But in my head, I'm like, Jack, if you had said this like fucking three stops ago, mm. you could have had an actual conversation. That's with all this right. Girl. I bet she's still thinking uh, about you. That's the Drake and Josh where uh Josh is trying to learn to talk to girls you and his know- mom tells him to go and say, I like your shoes. And they you just want to go know nuts. the best part. That's exactly why I said it. Because <laughs> I thought of the Drake and Josh episode in my head. I'm like, you know what? Let's just be normal. I'm just going to say, I like your shoes. Cause like she has shoes. shoes. And I did that, except I didn't have the follow up when she, cause in the Drake and Josh episode, the girl then continues the conversation. So I wasn't ready for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well that reminds me of uh oh, see you're man. better than me back when i was in college uh, yeah i remember because this is the bus yeah the bus yeah i used to take the ripped bus every single day because it was free and i didn't want to pay for college parking so there was one day where i was on the bus going back and this girl's on the bus attractive make eye contact with her like enough times where we're both like what the fuck and we like kind of laugh Mm-hmm. and i never say anything get off the bus and i'm like all right like i'll see you next wednesday and then uh covid happened and i never saw her again so yeah good on you better than me yeah still regret though it was like as soon as i got off the train i regretted that i didn't like talk to her sooner but like it's tough man you get nervous it's anxiety like you just... so ratless me for 
being a bitch, <laughs> not talking to her sooner. Uh, it is fire that you mentioned that though, because I it was one million percent like oh, Drake and Josh, Drake and Josh, Drake. And yeah, Josh. well, no, I always think of that because you never know what to say. And that's a good opener. Just cop, just say mm. something like normal, nice that you just say to a random person, and then you start there. And, uh, but, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. One thing I was saying this today. Do you think people actually like want to go apple picking, or do you think it's just a collective, collective like uh, activity? Everyone's like, okay, like we're all kind of cool with this, but nobody's like, I really want to do this. Like nobody's going by themselves. Nobody's going by themselves. I don't hate apple picking. Like it's I didn't fun. hate it either. I had fun. I don't mind it. It's. I think it's a good excuse to be outside in weather that I personally enjoy. Uh, and I like apples. And I just think the the. As cringy as it sounds, I was gonna say aesthetic, but a better word, atmosphere. The atmosphere being there, hmm. yeah, cider. You can get maybe some fucking a- apple cider donuts are fire. I, Tell you I what, Ratless, they didn't have any apple cider no. donuts. They were saying that is huge you, you have Ratless. to, you, you have, have to take a ticket and then mm. you go to like the little window where they're making them, and they were still mm. making them, but they weren't giving out tickets. Yeah, apple picking is like the activity used as an excuse to do other fall related things. If that makes sense sure. to like be outside in, in the fall, do like a, cause I had that cider. I was like, donuts. nobody actually does this. Like this is like it's one fine. of those fake made up things. Apple picking probably better than pumpkin picking. Cause there's some activity involved rather than just going to a field. Somebody generically set up for pumpkins, and yeah. laid them out, but uh, apple picking fine between, between this and pregame. I have a video for you. Okay. You have a what? A story? <laughs> a video. Yeah, a video. Okay. We'll wrap. Anyways, we'll wrap here. Thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, we recorded this before the next game, but we will be reacting to the next game on this podcast. It's just we, we us Maybe as we're recording this, lot. haven't seen the game yet, uh, yeah. but we'll see. We'll probably do 15 minutes on it. 10, 15 minutes. We'll see. Um, but yeah, let us know. Obviously, I mean, the Celtics aren't really playing there. The real Celtics aren't playing, but. Let us know what you thought of the show. Let us know what you think of these these new styles of stuff where we're like reacting to games either on the pod or on the channel. I mean, based on how many views the videos are getting, you guys are back, which is yeah. hype as Everyone's shit. Everyone's back to being interested. The Patriots are bad, yeah. so it's helping us out, right? Yeah. we could, Good we, good start we, to the season. We couldn't be more appreciative uh, of it. Uh, we're at 1,492 subs as we record this. Shout out, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Spotify and Apple. Leave us reviews there. Guys, more audio listeners too. So thank you to the audio listeners out there. If you are an audio listener, can you comment on the YouTube or on like, like DM me on Twitter? I'm just curious to like, maybe you just don't like audio... looking at us. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just curious to see. No, I just want to know they exist. I want to make sure my dad's not listening to this 300 times. So if you're an audio <laughs> listener, go to the YouTube and comment or, or, or leave us a review on Apple. Do something to know that you, guys actually exist uh if you got here in the episode thank you all for tuning in we appreciate it i'll let sam wrap it up hey yes thank you very much for watching or listening if you're on youtube watching we appreciate that subscribe hit the notification bell so you don't miss any daily uploads because we are here putting in the work so come hang out uh you can also find us on spotify and apple like jack said if you exist leave us a nice five star review say something nice and follow us there so you don't miss any of the new pods uh, you can follow the socials at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can find us there. Playback. How about them Celtics? But make sure you put the apostrophe. Uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money Bay. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance. That's it for us. Bye.